Blog Talk Radio. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Okay. Yeah, so just a, a friendly warning to everyone, including Elvira, during the intro, my phone booted me and dropped my connection, and I was able to call back in and get on the air before our intro ended. But just in case I disappear, uh, it's just me, and I'll be right back. So, Elvira, you'll just have to juggle. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I keep dropping. Well, I do know why I keep dropping, but it's annoying. I understand. Well, it's okay, funny, because in a sad way, um, I was talking to someone before getting ready for the radio show, and she kept having a hard time hearing me, and I'm like, huh? I'm not moving. I'm not doing anything. So, and yesterday, here where I'm at, which is home, um, Mm -hmm. my internet literally went out three times, so Mm -hmm. I mean... I'm not on a Comcast thing, so I'm not, like, cable, but, so I was like, okay, and I, so, yes, we are, and we aren't in a Mercury retrograde, that comes on June 17th to 18th, it's kind of right. the middle time, so we're not, we're, we're kind of not even in the shadow yet. No, but it's already annoying. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, so, but. So, obviously, you know, as we are speaking, you have activity in your, in the, where you're at, which is in your store and just happen mm-hmm. to be outside anyway in the Sebastopol area. So, I'm going to let you go with what's happened with you this week. And you, if you want to talk about what's happening right now, I, go for it. Let's do it. Sure. Well, is- yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, I'm at Milk and Honey right now. And, um, Weird. The door is closed. We're doing curbside pickup, so there is a possibility someone may show up at the door, and I'll, you know, figure that out if it happens. But 
Um, there's also a protest going on in downtown Sebastopol and the, the corner of kind of the main crossroads of Sebastopol is one building away from my shop. So I can hear people and honking and things happening out there. So that's pretty cool. It sounds like the, the protest is for black lives matter and it sounds like it's getting a lot of support, which is wonderful and makes me happy. Um, but it's been a very weird and intense week, you know, like the, the health official of our county is moving us into the next phase of reopening. And honestly, I don't feel ready for that. I feel like it's too soon. And especially in light of all these protests, because there's been a lot going on in Sonoma County and Santa Rosa, there's been some, um, some violence from the police against protesters who were peacefully protesting a, a Native American leader was shot in the face with a rubber bullet as he was kneeling and it's broken his jaw and several of his teeth. Uh, And so there is a, I can't remember the name Marquise, I think it's his name, but there's a, there's a, a a fundraiser going to help him pay for his medical expenses because he had to have emergency surgery. Um, So there's just, you know, there's a lot of political unrest right now. There's a, there's coronavirus hasn't gone away. Uh, It's still very serious. uh, And, the world feels freaking topsy-turvy and crazy and I'm just doing my best to ride the wave as I have been for three months now um but it is it's actually nice to be in the shop my my daughter is one of my employees so it's been kind of nice to be able to um take advantage of that just to be totally transparent because we are sheltering in place together so she can come with me to the store and we can work on stuff and it's uh, you know, not breaking quarantine. Uh, so she, I've, she's done a lot to help me get the shop ready and rearrange and update our inventory. And it's nice to be here, actually. It's nice to be in the shop. It kind of makes me feel a little less crazy. It's a little <laughs> abnormal. You know, I'm not ready to deal with people. Like, I feel a, a little afraid <laughs> of people mm-hmm. because of the mm-hmm. virus. Um, but it is good to have some, a little bit of normalcy going on, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, besides the world getting even more intense this week, that's kind of it for me. Um, oh, actually I do have one exciting thing I'll just put out there before, um, before I hand it over to hear how you are this week. Um, there normally the second week of June, there's a big trade show in Denver called INAT. And I don't remember what it stands for, but it's a big new age. Oh, it's an international new age trade show. Ha ha. Look at me remembering. <laughs> I met. Um, it's a big trade show. And we were, I was going to go for milk and honey to find new vendors and new products and things like that. But one of the vendors is Llewellyn, who is my book's publisher. It's my, my publishing house. Um, so I was also going to do a book signing while I was there. Um, but obviously, INETS has been canceled. So Llewellyn is doing this online convention now, and they're calling it LunaCon. So all these different um, authors for Llewellyn will be doing workshops next weekend when INETS would have been happening. And I'll be doing a workshop on Monday the 15th, uh, I think at 1 o'clock um, Pacific time. Uh, but if you go to Llewellyn's website, you can find out about all the presenters. There's some amazing witches and pagans presenting um you'll get um you know a chance to to hear from different people it's going to be pretty cool and i'm excited to be a part of that um, 
But yeah, that's fun. That's like a little highlight of at least what's going on in my world. How how are you, Elvira? How am I? Hi. Well, um, that's one of those. Depending, you talked to me yesterday. I was doing shitty. Today, I'm doing okay. Um, I, you know, as I am progressing through this time frame, I am so low. I mean, luckily, I do have a roommate, and, of course, he has been here throughout the time, so it's, you know, meaning when I say here, he he's part of the sheltering in place. But right. he started going back to his work a little weeks ago, and now they're, they're, they're kind of, you know, feeling their way through with legal stuff because it's a large company, furniture company here, and we have one location here in Santa Rosa. And... He's come back with different tales of how people are functioning. Some are very, you know, consistent and others are erratic and a pain and difficult and he comes back frustrated. My work, of course, I work three days at Lucky Mojo and quite frankly, that's very contained. I mean, not only for distancing, I mean, we literally have rooms that we're in as opposed to, you know, anywhere else. And there have been ups and downs there, which, you know, are part of it. And part of it was the heat. It was a lot of heat and um, a lot of stuff that you have to do in this heat and there's no air conditioning and, you know, so you have, you have fans and stuff like that. Um, so there was that. And I've been <clears throat> having a lot of clients call and that's been really good. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink here. I think I've been talking more today than I normally, you know, it's like all of the time. Um, but that's been good. So there's that flow. And quite frankly, you know, the things that have been going on in the United States, the different states, the different cities in our own city, has mm-hmm. been shocking. And I understand the the uh, where everybody's at and and support the the process of what they're doing as a peaceful process. I am disturbed by the consistent flailing around that is being that is happening with you know pushing military and police and all the things but I also see that there is an there is how do I put this there are groups of people that are using the original concept and format for their own agenda and it's real obvious when you start looking at it unfortunately when it first started there wasn't a delineation um, with peaceful protests versus looting and rioting mm-hmm. things. And, you know, it's sad because I know in two instances, I know the people who had their windows smashed that had a restaurant that's uh, Cafe Mimosa now, but it was another name before. And the, Oh, really? In Santa Rosa? Yep, they had their windows oh. smashed. Oh, yeah, it, downtown that. got decimated. Um, the uh, 4th Street Deli, Totally, mm-hmm. they got their windows smashed. This is what bothers me. This, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't like any of this, but the Unitarian Universalist Church is on Mendocino, 
Mm-hmm. It is a area that used to be a theater, United Artists, when they had the multiplexes before they sold them off and, and went out of business there. And they have made it a church. And I have gone mm-hmm. to it. I actually belong as a, as a member for many years. I, you know, have belonged. Their windows got smashed, and they came in to the lobby and, you know, the whole thing. And that, to me, you that's so totally out of, you know, that's a church. And, and if you're really mm-hmm. thinking about it, it's a very open-minded church because part of what they have is um, – the adjunct that they allow, that they brought in that they they uh, they oversee called cups, which is basically I don't know what the acronym stands for, but it's a pagan group that mm-hmm. they support in terms of of coming in and and another one of the ways to worship, another one of the ways to see life spiritually. Yeah, and so to me, it's it's a very open minded place, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Not only is it you know. Uh, my church because I actually belong to it in, you know, but it, it was the concept that this is something that happened. And yeah. the people that, that don't, it's not the, the beginning of what happened. It's what they, they devolved into. And um, then of course, curfews. And, and I mean, you know, it's kind of like you're unruly kids. And so now you get grounded and, you know, we right. can't be grounded because we're already shelter in place grounded. So, you know, we just get further into the hole. And I just, you know, to me it's, but I also see the brutality and I see yeah. the reasons that they're very upset. But I also feel, you know, that the response is that has taken place in some of the areas has been totally unwarranted and insulting. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably get into that with the card justice that the major arcana card we'll be talking about, which we both have amazed that that's the card we happen to be talking about this week. Right. For me, it's just, how do you feel? It brought back, and this is very strange, because, again, if focused, it's on people of color. Mm-hmm. But at another time, it was people of a particular religion. And even farther right. back, it was people that did anything that was not part of the culture that they wanted you to be in. And that's what pagans and witches and, you know, all of the, the group that we are here and we're talking uh, from that platform, it, it brought that back up again. It brought yeah. up a feel in my gut, you know, that yeah. it's there, just a whisper yeah. away and kind of make me go, you know, but truthfully, it's happening literally. I mean, Tiananmen Square, they're, they're, they're out there, yeah. right? You know, as we're speaking, the yeah. same kind of thing. France, they've got them all, it's all over. It's not any yeah. one place. We just happen to be, I guess, in, in a in a country that is sort of, the pot is boiling over and things are slopping mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. That's well, how astrologically speak. speaking, this is like, this is what's supposed to be happening right now. Like the many astrologers are like, yeah, this is what we told you <laughs> because yeah. of all of the things in retrograde. And I don't really know at all. I don't know enough about astrology to, to say all the things, but I know mm-hmm. like between Saturn and Pluto and something else, like we're pretty much in for it for the rest of the year. So 
you know, the uprisings need to happen. And I mean, let's be real. There, there's been, there's a lot of things wrong with the United States and there has, has been since its inception, you know? So, um, it's it's time for a big change. I don't know what that means. I don't know what it looks like, and I think it's really scary. Uh, you know, I'm a Taurus. I don't like change. I like stability and structure. I like to know what's going on. But it is time for a big change. And, um, you know, the scary thing is when something falls, there's a pause. You know, between the inhale and the exhale, there's a pause. So if if everything falls, if, if the um, – the empire that is the United States finally falls like Rome fell once upon a time, you know, there'll be a moment before something else takes its place or we figure out what we're doing next. And that's scary. That's, that's where, that's where I feel like we're on the precipice of that right now. So it's in, it's intense times. And I kind of feel like I've been waiting for this my whole life. We've been placed here at a certain time. Um, it's brought to mind a lot of things over the years and years that I have traversed different stuff. Yeah. And, um, and the, you know, there's a big thing about the 144,000. Um, and even in the James Redfield's The Twelfth Insight, he talks about that at some point. And yes, that comes from a religious doctrine in some instances. But it has been fed through all the different cultures, a certain particular group. Yeah. And I feel that that is the, you know, when I look at that, it's, if I'm going to use terms that are, 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 have some background, it's a master builder number, not that 144,000 is, but that is what the master builder's energy is about that you'd probably say if I've been waiting for this my whole life or I've been ex- I've been anticipating something it's fascinating that those things are coming forward but not in the way we all I think originally the love the light the flower yeah, yeah. children wanted it to yeah. come out Oh, no doubt. We, I was talking about this, and we may have talked about this on the radio show before. I honestly don't remember. But what, one of the covens that I'm a part of, a mo, many of us in this group are reclaiming witches. And reclaiming witches do a lot of um, political stuff. Reclaiming witches are often at protests and doing magic to take down the patriarchy. And, you know, every year I go to witch camp and we always do some sort of ritual to tear down the web of lies and let truth be seen and, and take dismantle patriarchy. And I, we had a check-in a couple of weeks ago and I was like, yes, you know, I've been, I've been doing magic and fighting for the, for the systems to change, but I didn't want it to happen like this. I didn't want COVID to be the thing that changed our societal structure, you know, but, <laughs> you know, we're not on the tower card yet, but that's kind of what you don't get to decide how the structures get dismantled. It's not like it happens nicely. It happens intensely and, and it, it's not easy, you know? So I, I feel like, yeah, anyway, it's intense times. It's intense times. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, on that note, since we've, we've gone to that, why don't we just jump in to the card justice because it is a very profound card for what is happening in the external world as much as it is a 
focus for the actual major arcana and where the journey is in that. Yeah. Yeah, and those of you who have been playing along at home, we are continuing along on the exploration of the Major Arcana. And today we get to the Justice card, which is number 11. Is that right? 11, yes? Yes. yes, yes. Um, which is actually the 12th card of the Major Arcana. Um, yeah. So we are, we are mainly digging into the Rider-Waite-Smith system, but we both talk a little bit about some of the decks that we work with personally, but we, for the most part, we're, we will go deeply into the imagery um, and the, the symbolism on that Rider Weight Justice card. And also, you know, to start us off, Rider Weight changed the number of the Justice card and switched it with the Strength card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and it one used to be number eight. Right. And it's interesting because when we did strength, we did mention uh, that, you know, they represent two aspects of the operation of a single power, the creative imagination, the actual creative process. So we have to look at, even if it changed positions in the Rider Waite Smith deck, it's that probably is because of the way they were taking it, which I believe had some of the more esoteric background that they chose to kind of work with. But it's it's interesting that number 11 is the number of the card, and it's justice. And, and I think that even though they originally had it where it was eight, and of course I think there's a difference. I think when you look at how we're talking about it and what we've come up with, it has... There's a flow because of something else they put into it. Um, And, of course, number 11 is actually a new beginning. And it it depends, you know, on for its accomplishment upon the wisdom and efficiency of acquiring all of that which has happened in the past cycle of 1 to 10. And so it's that actually 11 is a sun cycle, a, an actual amount of cycle, um, an 11-year cycle to the sun. And it also warns us that we must begin a new cycle in a more balanced manner, weighing out thoughts, words, and deeds on the golden scale that the woman in the Justice card holds. Are you there, right. Phoenix? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. It was so quiet. Yeah. I thought I dropped, you dropped off, and I was just continuing talking, thinking you jumped uh-huh. in the back. Oh, sorry. No, I'm here. I was just listening. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Yeah, and I think, you know, what's interesting is, is Ryder Wait wanted, they, they really wanted the Tarot Major Arcana to fit into the Golden Dawn systems, and they wanted it to fit astrologically. Um, and we're at Libra, right? With Libra, mm-hmm. am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah. So, so, and it does make sense, you know, the scales and balance and and all of that does is very Libran. Um, so, I, you know, it, it seems like a good move. Mm-hmm. Um, but justice is also in the major arcana. There are three cards that represent the virtues, and justice and strength are two of them, which I find interesting. You know that. They could have switched lots of different cards around to make it fit into their system, but they switched two of the cardinal virtues. And that just, I don't know why that feels interesting to me, but it does. 
Um, and the hmm. third of the the virtue cards is temperance, which you know we'll get to at some point. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Right away, those guys—they changed a lot. Of course they did. Of course they did. So, um, the description. I think I I kind of defer to you because you do it so well. I mean, I know that's a tacky thing. I used to be told that about, believe it or not, by my deceased husband when he didn't want to do the dishes, put the dishes in the dishwasher. And I say, why don't you? He says, but you put them in so well, they fit, and you get so much in. And I'm like looking at him going, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, every time I say that, I think of that statement. So I'm funny. kind of laying it on to you, but you actually yeah, do. You know, make the descriptions of really. It's not doing okay. dishes. I don't. I hate the dishes, but I'll describe this card. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So in the justice card, we see a seated figure, and um, it is believed to be a feminine um, character, but it's not really clear. It's kind of ambiguous on the the gender of this this character. Uh, and they are sitting on um, a, a seat. You can't really tell what kind of seat, but there are two pillars behind them and a fabric going from one pillar to the other. And you can see the yellow sky in the background. And so here is a another symbol of these pillars, like we see in the High Priestess card. Um, uh, this is kind of a repeated pattern of these two pillars. And again, the veil, that fabric that covers the mystery, right? And here, Justice Crown, they're wearing a red robe with a green overcoat and, you know, very judicial looking. Um, they're in their, can you hear the horn honking? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the protesters outside. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry, that was very loud, so I was assuming you could hear it. Sorry about that. Um, in their okay. left hand, they have a scale made of gold. Uh, and it is, they're holding it with their hand facing downward, and the scale is balanced. And in their right hand, they're holding a sword, and the sword is pointing upward um, towards the sky. And so there is also this, like the magician, the sky and the, and the ground, this, um, you know, motioning in both directions. The scales is obviously a symbol of balance. The sword is discernment and communication and clarity. Uh, and so this, this person possesses the skill of discernment and balance and fairness and all of the things that we associate with justice. The other thing I find really curious and interesting about this card, and I haven't found anything in the the research I've done on whether this means anything or not. So maybe I've just missed it, but in the major, um, in the Rider Waite Smith artwork, the justice's right foot is sticking out of their cloak and it's a white shoe. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that means anything, um, but there's just something about the shoe sticking out. And actually that's not true. I have seen people mention that the shoe sticks out and it, it's a, it has a specific meaning, but it's just such a curious, subtle little thing, right? Everything mm-hmm. else in this card is so obvious and bold. And, you know, there's the crown and there's the, um, the sword and everything's like bam, and then there's this little toe, this little shoe sticking out. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because I'm I'm kind of looking, and the Paul Foster case deck actually has the same thing. I mean, there's a little mm. different symbology on the um, the cloak and and the things, but 
That's true. And it's funny because now even my deck, the Witch's Tarot, believe it or not, she has a sandaled foot sticking no, out. No, I'm going to look at mine. And it's the other foot, though. Since that one is oh. the right foot in the Rider, Weight Rider Smith deck and the Paul Foster Case deck, they ha- the left is the pagan. And that's, of course, mm. you know, more more the feminine. But I thought that was really but you pointed it out, and I kept looking, like, oh, my God, look. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and that's I, the thing, I don't... right? The left side and the right side are, especially, like, in Golden Dawn and some of these more esoteric systems, they're the masculine and the feminine. There's a, a binary connected to the um, the left and the right sides of the body. Right. And, you know, you, you take it to, well, okay, you've got the sword in the right hand, which, you know, doesn't mean – because some people are predominant left, but it is considered, you know, the sort, the action energy, the the way it's set up. It's fascinating that the different scales that they make. Some of them are the actual scales that you hold in your hand. Um, another deck, the Hanson Roberts uses literally the one that has the bar up with the two little scales, um, the two, the bar across with the two little. Um, scale things hanging down mm-hmm, she's mm-hmm. holding it from the bottom not from the top but um i think a lot of it is also the actual visual for that person that that designed the deck and then they didn't necessarily write every little detail down but they had their own sense of what it meant so yeah but, so thank you for the, nice. for the shoe one <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny is that now I just looked at my deck, the the Druidcraft deck that I read with, and she is both of her feet are out and she's barefoot, but it looks like it's just the way she's sitting that her dress is revealing her feet. It doesn't look like this, you know, in the in the Rider Waite Smith in the Smith very specifically Smith artwork. It's the the robes would cover the feet. It looks very like in, it, intentional. Like check out my foot. You know, like there's got to be something yeah. more to it there. And maybe it's, you know, one of the things I read is that it's a reminder of consequences. I don't know that I get that. That feels that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I mean, it could be, but there is something about um, grounding, right? Like our feet being on the earth, there is something grounded and connected and a reminder of the purity of our connection to earth, you know? Uh, And maybe that's just Mm because I'm so witchy that I can't help but see earth connections and everything, but that feels more interesting to me than consequences. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the point, I guess, in a strange way. um, It, yeah, and it's white, so mm-hmm. you know it's the it's the pure point of reference. So possibly with the idea that the it's the right foot, the right hand holding the sword is that you know it's the pure justice, you know the defense of justice and its purity. Um, period. That it it does not it has it is without bias. Which is another okay, one Elvira, of the big... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but the protesters outside are saying, "What do we want? Justice." Oh my god! When do we want it now? <laughs> Holy shit! That's fucking crazy. I I know. <laughs> For those that will be listening to this podcast, remember you heard it live. That's so crazy, man. 
Oh my goodness, that is bizarre. Wow. Well, anyway, sorry. Obviously, <laughs> no, no, no. I appreciate. I appreciate it because we were both talking about this week and what the focus has been about justice, and here we are talking with the card of justice because it does talk mm-hmm. about. It is meant as you know, just cause and legal action and balance and you know things of that nature. Um, coming to the fore and, you know, strength force, but, you know, the idea that you have to have, a, you have to have good judgment for, for the action, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So anyway, we should probably take our break right quick. Yes. Why don't we? All right. So we'll be back in okay. a minute. Okie dokie. Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. All right. Well, that was fun. Yes. It's always so nice and short. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so um did you want okay, so did you want to talk more about any of the, the description of the uh Rider Wake Smith deck? Uh let me peek at my notes here and see if there's anything else that seems important. The pillars, we talked about that. Oh, yeah, the High Priestess and the Hierophant, right? So there is some hearkening back to the, those two cards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, again, this is one of those cards where there's it's there's not a ton going on, right? Like the, the messages are big and intense and deep, but the mm-hmm. symbolism is pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, I will mention about the scales is that it is considered that the past and the present are both weighed in the golden scales, and the karmic weight is in balance to balance it out. And so the progress of the, pil- of the pilgrim, or those of us using this as that point of reference, can go forward um, because uh, the actual justice uh, card, but the woman or the individual is an impartial and unbending yet beneficent um, point of reference. So it is the balancing of past and present for what will go to the future. And I think that's really, I don't, you know, when I say things like that, it's like, yes, that's called karma or cause and effect. I kind of put it in the less, because um, when people say karma, it's got a lot of mm-hmm. stuff Baggage. that goes with that. Mm-hmm. Baggage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So you kind of dance around that. At least I do. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, um, and as you said, this is a card of, you know, it's the sign of Libra. It's ruled by Venus, which again, you know, we go back, that that harkens back to the Empress card. Yeah. And And we're currently in a Venus retrograde, so just something to pay attention to. Exactly. With the Justice card, balancing, et cetera. Interesting. You know, I thought of that when I was reading it last night and reviewing my notes, and I thought, yeah, we are in a Venus retrograde, and look at what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what else? Anything else before we go bouncing into our own decks? Um, No, I think that's good. Let's do it. I love hearing about the other stuff that the decks show up with. Okay. Sounds good. Go for it. Okay. So I read with the Druidcraft Tarot deck, and if you've been listening along, then you know I bring this up every time, and I talk about um, who did it every time. I just like to make sure I give credit in case you haven't been listening along and you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, This deck was written, the, the book was written by Stephanie and Philip Cargom, and they are the founders of the OBOD, which is a Druid organization. And they've written a million freaking books about Druidry and ancient Celtic spiritual practice. I really like this deck because the artwork super appeals to me. And Will Will Worthington is the artist. And he's done um, quite a few decks, actually. He's been the artist of quite a few decks. So in um, in this deck, the, the much of the imagery is the same. It's a woman, very clearly a woman. Um, she's wearing a helm, like a warrior's helm, instead of a crown. She's got the the sword in her right hand and the scales in her left hand, although she's raising the scales up. And the pommel of the sword is shaped like testicles, and that's very specific because apparently, according to their writings, men uh, back in the Celtic times would swear on their testicles when they were taking an oath. Uh, and so that is a representation of that, the seriousness of, of taking oaths. Um, the other thing they do in this artwork is that there's an owl next to her. And then on the other side is a spider in a web. And below that, there is a feather. Um, and so there is a little bit of this, you know, wisdom and connection uh, and supposedly this is supposed to see this, this, character is supposed to be Brie, who was a, a famous woman uh, who helped create laws in ancient um, Brahonic, Brahonic times. So I don't know if, how much of that is true. That's just what they say here. Um, but I really appreciate that. And I like some of the other smaller symbolism that they have in this card with the spider, you know, because it's like the thing about justice is everything's connected. So if in, you know, what, uh, restorative justice is this movement rather than punitive justice, right? Uh, restorative justice so that someone who's been wrong or someone who does wrong uh, has to atone for what they've done wrong, but they, uh, there also needs to be some sort of lifting up for the person who's been wronged, right? And, and our, our justice judicial system is not set up for that unless you sue someone for money. But when your beloved has been murdered, money doesn't really fix that. So there needs to be some other reparation. And the, the spider 
it really reflects that. It shows the intricacy of how everything is related. And if you just cut off this part of the web, it impacts all the rest of the web. And I think that's something that we, we don't remember when it comes to justice in, in the modern systems that we're in, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the message of this card from this deck is with clarity and discrimination poised between past and future, the decision is made with compassionate understanding. And, you know, the, the energy of this card, both in this deck and in general, speaking in general, is about making a choice and making sure you're making a fair and balanced choice making sure that you're looking at all of the options and making a decision based off of the, the best way forward. Um, yeah. 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 There you go. I know that um, it's interesting sidebar. There's a, a TV show that actually has been renewed called all rise. And it is about a black woman who becomes a judge in the LA judicial system. And she is, you know, Every day she goes on the bench, of course, in the episodes, she is um, confronted with, you know, the things that she really believes in, which is what, you know, you've talked about just now, and what is out there and how to navigate the laws to be able to bring this about in a, in a, in a true just fashion. And I have been, I was really happy they, they um, brought it back for they're going to bring it back. Uh, because what it does is it personally it has a person of color. It is basically about um, the justice system and, some, and a woman and being in a position of just that, finding a, a just, equitable way with compassion. And um, I'm fascinated that, you know, to me, uh, that was something they were they actually put out on a television show that they could you know bring out and, and do that kind of like how I felt Wing was for its time. Um, mm-hmm. But as far as the actual, I mean, I'm going to kind of throw back to the BOTA is that it is actually the the Hebrew letter for this card is Lamed, and that is. Um, I'm sitting here running around through all of my little things that I have going, where did it go? Um, It actually means, it's as a verb, it's to teach or to instruct as a noun. It is the Hebrew letter for ox goat. And Mm. in truth, it's, you know, what, it's a cosmic power is that is all pervading and all embracing. And it's, um, it stands for something within the life force. So it, it's an inward drive or urge and what we do with that capacity. And um, so the actual word for it is action. Um, and the uh, intelligence, because they kind of always have something like esoteric, and that is called the faithful intelligence, which is basically the, the uh, conformatory expression at the end of prayers, like amen, or is, is actually translated as faithful. And it is, you know, a sense of a ripening of perception and an interpretation into motives for action that are fundamental and bring about a balance. So it's, it's an interesting concept that they put out there for it in the esoteric sector. So... Um, nice. 
Yeah. Sort of a balance to, to I mean, Wait Ryder Smith didn't do all of that, but this was a deck that was specifically set for that particular group of people, and it had these things a little bit more, like I say, it's a little deeper in that way, but it also gives you ideas on what the levels are here. So you begin with, this is what it means to read it as a divinatory. This is what you get mm-hmm. for the feel. Um, and then when we use our own decks, like, you know, yours is um, more druid. Mine is more uh, witchy pagan. They actually use the uh, Greek goddess Thesmus as the hmm. uh, the female icon. And, Which you know, she Thesmus. Thesmus. Ses- uh, T-H-E-M-I-S, that's it. No shit. Are you serious? I'm serious. Okay, yep. so uh, recently, and I, I need to look it up now. I'm not going to be able to give this justice, but recently I discovered that there's like some, uh, I don't know if it was the president or some other organization, but someone has been using that name um, for something she's basically been invoked recently and all these people are like you don't know what you're doing because that is not a goddess that you just randomly invoke she's gonna come and fuck shit up um oh yeah (laughs) but i can't remember if it was like president or what happened but i know that someone like very uh conservative right wing has recently invoked that name for some reason and it's been like in all of these places online Oh, my God. Yeah. See, and it's it's interesting because, of course, you know, they talk about the the regular things about holding the sword in the right hand. Um, Balance must be preserved even if by, you know, uh, by force, meaning you must actively create balance um, as opposed to, you know, just waiting for it to happen. And, you know, she's got the scales and she is the central card in the in the tarot deck but it's interesting that it's about equilibrium balance and fairness ah i figured i found it i found it i looked it up because i was like i gotta figure this out it's gonna drive me crazy so when um trump decided that he was going to lock down dc and called it operation femis femis however you pronounce that um Mm -hmm. so that that was it it was operation femis as a way of using military control to lock down Washington, D.C. And all these Thelema people were like, oh, you don't know what you just did. You don't name your operation after the goddess Themis. She will smite you or whatever. Who the hell knows? I don't work with that goddess, yeah. so I have no idea. I, all I know is she's a titan. Um, yeah. But people, people were having fun about that and now having it show up in the justice card. And I having know. people outside that- my building chanting for justice, it's all kind of tripping me out. Well, and that's, that again, it just, that, I don't want to get into like speaking the truth and all of this because that, that, that's not our kind of game here, but it, it just brings to light. She is basically an impart, she, she creates impartial, impartiality and an impartial outcome. And that's what he didn't realize. Well, he doesn't realize anything, but let's just put it this way. That's the thing that's lacking is it's impartial. It isn't going to go your way, just like we, you were talking about um, the reclaiming, wanting to tear the patriarchy down. And what did we yeah. It came but in what form, not the form that right. you want it to come right. in. Consequences. And, yes. 
So it's kind of like okie dokie. Mm-hmm. So basically, you know, the the um, the way it's meant, if you get it, it's it's asking you. Um, you need to ask yourself what is out of balance and what sort of justice you are looking for. And seeing what mm-hmm. is unfair in your life. You know, what actions of yours have brought you to this point? Oh my gosh! And then, of course, any legal or court actions that are about. But it's also about restoration. And it says it mm-hmm. also symbolizes a restoration of balance. Seeing what were you just talking about? Restorative justice. Yeah, yeah, so. and it's also it's a you know it's a positive card. At least I find this when this card shows yeah. up in a reading, I take it as a real positive card that that things will move forward in a way that is balanced and right. The problem mm-hmm. is when you're doing a reading, what's balanced and right may not be what you want, right? So that's where this can be tricky when you're doing a reading. Or And, you know, you have to look at what's the question, who's the querent, what are the other cards that have popped up in and around this card, and how are they interacting. Mm-hmm. But, but right. ultimately, what, what you want, may, this may not say yes. What this says is fairness and balance and things working out a way that is with, with equanimity and, you know, all of that kind of thing. And sometimes that can be a hard answer. People will hear, oh, I'm going to get what I want, but that's not really what it means. So that can be a little uh, a little tricky trick when you're reading with the, and this card pops up. Exactly, exactly, and that's again that that presents us with where this card comes in the journey. It's the beginning of a new part of the journey, but that beginning now has another level of responsibility and um, ethics and integrity. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether you are ethical or have integrity, the process does. And that's what Mm -hmm. I think we're seeing right now is the writing of the process. It isn't necessarily, um, I mean, we've got a lot going on. And there's a lot of things that have, you know, we're human. So there's a lot of things that have been wrong, even in our own lives. That's the thing that I've noticed. With this last week for me has been a redressing of energies, a shifting and rebalancing of some things, and they don't come in the way that's comfortable and warm and fuzzy, and that doesn't mean it has to be ugly and cruel. It's just, you know, it's also how you revision it. Yeah. We are the masters or mistresses of our energy and our mind, our our spirit. Mm-hmm. I think that's the, the that's the focal point. That's where our justice icon sits. Right, so. right. Oh, um, you know, we got a question that um, I get all I field all of the emails that come through on our website. And so I get to see all the questions before Elvira does for our Ask the Witch segment. And someone asked a question about uh, reversals and why we don't read reversals. And uh, it was a very, it's a very interesting question. And I'm looking forward to, to talking about it when we do our Ask a Witch segment. But because of that, I thought, oh, maybe we should start talking a little bit about reversals. You know, and I know that we do, but we tend to go like reversal, and then we move on because neither of us really do reversals. But, um, you know, there is when the reverse justice pops up, um, this can sometimes bring up 
morality and is there something that's not right are you are you doing something that is against your morals uh, your ethics and I want to be real clear about that ethics are highly personal what is your ethical bandwidth may not be mine and I don't have any judgment on what other people's bandwidths are that's your that's your situation to work out um but you also may have to look at some negative consequences for the actions that you've taken. There may be something in your life that is out of sync or that is uh, out of place and that this might be a card showing you that you're going to have to make a decision and it's going to be difficult and uncomfortable and it's going to potentially cause trouble, right? It might throw things out of balance. Um, It could also, sometimes when the justice card comes up and you're looking at a legal situation, a reversed justice card can be a sign that you won't succeed, that things aren't going to go the way that you want, that justice will not be served, right? So um, it can be a tricky card to show up reversed. Right. And it, it can also require advice to use mercy and understanding when judging others and to avoid excessive um, tendency to severity. So it doesn't mm-hmm. always mean that, you know, it means look at what you do and how you do it and be just and merciful at the same time. That's a hard thing. I mean, if you talk about Solomon, you know, King Solomon mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the things that have been brought up of stories that are part of the, the Old Testament and, you know, I mean, justice is is a, a very tricky thing. And so when it's reversed, you have the injustice but it isn't always cut and clear either. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Know, and things- that's the thing. That's like a deeper thing like about justice. You know, what you just said is like, it kind of like hit, threw me back a little bit. That, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, reversals and, you know, yes, we will go into it probably more extensively, but reversals have a different way of looking at Something And so I think both from both of how we've described how we read is we see the things that are within the cards and there's enough in, you know, whatever's going on, I'm sure that we can, we can get the, the meaning of it, but it is, uh, it can be, uh, as you say, tricky because sometimes it isn't exactly, you know, what it's saying if you were to reverse it. It's like, oh, it's injustice, so that's what we'll we'll do. Yeah, there we go. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't go that easy. So yeah. especially major arcana cards. The minor arcana might be a little different because, you know, that's a little bit, you know, more the functioning of the mundane world and everything that we do in it. But so, but anyway... I think we've really kind of gotten this one and had a lot of of moments here with real world time and situations happening. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. This is this is, you know, kind of interesting. As I say, I'm I'm looking at it as we get to the cards that we're coming to, it's like, oh, this will be this will be kind of interesting how they're gonna flow. We'll we'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, be, well, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Ah. <laughs> ah, yeah. We're standing on the tightrope, walking with the with the the, the bar, so we we keep our balance, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Well, you know, we've said this before. Like this is 
The process of going through the major arcana is the journey of a rite of passage. And right now, culturally, in our, especially in the United States and, and in the world because of the coronavirus, we are going through a rite of passage. We are dealing with an entity, the virus, that has never existed before. And uh, it is a brand new freaking journey that humanity is on. And we can look back to other journeys humanity has been on that are similar to this one, but humans collectively are stupid and we don't tend to pay attention very well to the the history and learn from it. Um, Individually, I think we're better at that, but collectively, I don't think we are. But we're also, this virus has also helped to show the cracks in our culture and our civilization. And now it's, we have an opportunity to shift things and change things and break those cracks open so that something better can grow, right? So we're, right. In, this, we're in this rite of passage as a culture, as a community, and, you know, we're about to step on the next few cards or, um, well, the next couple cards, I guess. No, the next few. We got some shit the coming up. The next few. <laughs> yeah, we do. We have some shit coming up. I mean, the next card is the hanged man. Right. And we need to get course, through the tower, and then I'll feel better. <laughs> I, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and I are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, will be the hanged man. That'll be fun. Yes, we will have a lot of fun. Um, we will do a lot of uh, looking at it from many perspectives, not just the yes. standard, oh, my God, oh, my God, or oh, my God, right. or oh, my God. Um, and the same will be for the because, just as you pointed out, when change comes, when we take a breath and there's a pause, and then we have the creation side again, and we have the you know it, it's that moment of shift, and mm-hmm. um, what we're going into is that moment of shift with these cards yep. as much as it is what we're experiencing in the real world right now. Absolutely. So. Let's progress with joy in whatever we're doing because in the end, if I can't find joy even in, you know, talking about what we're talking about and what has happened, I am not saying I'm I'm laughing at everything, but you know I'm I'm trying to find my own inner joy within the concept of all of what's going on and how scary it is and how mm-hmm. ugly it is. And how you know how unfair oh yeah it is so um yep. because you know i'm i I liken it to i guess i was I was talking about this to my roommate, but you know there's a point where when we are in the middle of shifts and changes that don't feel good and are scary, but that you can. I don't want to say make light of it, but change the energy enough so that it's palatable for mm-hmm. you to just take a breath. Yeah. Yeah. One of my teachers in the reclaiming tradition lives in Minneapolis. His name is Donald Engstrom. And uh, he says, life is full of bitter disappointments. And then we laugh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the 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 whole purpose of it. And mm-hmm. uh, we're we're just doing our thing. And and quite frankly, there's a lot out there to get involved with. And yeah. we can hide, but we still honestly, you know, 
I accidentally turn on the television and don't get it to Netflix or Prime Amazon or my DVD that I want to see, and I get the news. So right. it's out there no matter what. And yeah, absolutely. We just need to stay our own, find our own balance day by day mm-hmm. and even hour by hour and um, do the best you can. Do the best we can. So on that mm-hmm. exorbitantly um, optimistic note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it for um, us today. And we'll be back next week is. talking about the hangman. Yes, oh, no, we, we will. won't. I lied. Next week we won't be back. Next week we're running our summer solstice episode. Oh. So we'll be back. We'll be back with summer solstice. And then the following week we're doing the hanged man. Oh, now that is going to be interesting. I didn't think of that. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so we'll see you soon. In the meantime, stay safe, wear a mask, protest safely, and support Black Lives Matter in any way that you can. Okay, see you on the radio next, (laughs) well, in another two weeks live, but have a good week. Bye-bye. Yes, bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron.com. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.